Welcome to The Application, a podcast focused on actionable takeaways to help you level up your marketing and enrollment management game. I'm your host, Dr. Allison Tercio, Assistant Vice President of Enrollment and Marketing at Siena College. Join me every Tuesday for discussions with some of the best minds in higher ed marketing and enrollment management. The application is part of the Enrollify Network, a robust collection of podcasts designed to help higher ed professionals like you grow. Explore our other shows at enrollify.org or check out some of my personal faves linked in the show notes below. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered all-in-one student engagement platform, helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, and engaging interactions with students Learn more at element451.com. Today I have with me Christina Craig, Director of Marketing at the New Jersey Institute of Technology, here to discuss strategies for colleges and universities to better connect with Hispanic students and families. Christina, welcome. Hi, how are you? I am great. We've been having some technical difficulties, but we are back on. We can hear Christina loud and clear. And I'm very excited for you to all be able to hear her loud and clear because I heard Christina present on this topic at EduWeb back in July. And I have been excited to have her on since then to talk about this topic. Thank you so much, Allison. Thank you for having me. It's really, really great information. Christina is doing some awesome things on this topic at NJIT. But before we dive into those specifics and those strategies, let's start high level. Let's level set. Everyone get on the same page. Why are we talking about this? Why is the Hispanic population important to college enrollment? Yeah, so, you know, you mentioned EduWeb, and that was a conference that I think every single session talked on the nation experiencing a decline in overall college enrollment. True. Yes. I am director of marketing at NJIT based in New Jersey, where the population of 18-year-olds is expected to decrease by 10 to 20% between 2025 and 2035. Yeah, we're in a similar boat at Siena in upstate New York. Yeah. 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 I saw predictions for New York and Illinois that 18 year old population is supposed to decrease by 20%. That's just, you know, these are some real hard numbers that are impacting universities and colleges. So there is, so while the enrollment is in decline and traditional college age populations are declining nationwide, there is one population that is significantly increasing, and that is the Hispanic population across the board. I read one study from the National Clearinghouse, I believe, that said that Hispanic students were about to constitute one-fifth of all college-age students by 2025. For higher education marketers and enrollment officials, that is a huge market that we need to tap into if we aren't already doing so. And how how do we tap into them? So are there cultural nuances that distinguish the Hispanic students and their families from some of the other demographics that we are communicating with? Yeah, you know, I I really believe so. We did a lot of market research on this. And I want to start off by telling the audience that I am not Hispanic. So I relied heavily on my academic peers, on coworkers, on current students, recent alumni, you know, to understand the key differences. 
And I know the most obvious one is language. And I will touch on that, but I actually want to bring up a different point first. So what we learned and what we were hearing is that family is at the center of everything. That is something that, you know, that we really learned because, you know, family is at my center of everything too, but it's a little bit different for this population. When you go to college, it, that decision is talked about at the dinner table and everyone has opinion, mom, dad, grandparents, siblings, family, friends, everyone. And they talk and make that decision together. So, you know, when we go back to that most obvious difference of language, this isn't an issue for incoming students or for prospective students. They're in high schools across America. They know English perfectly. They're going to be taught in English at NJIT or whatever institution that they go to. There is a language barrier for the parents, for the grandparents that are more comfortable speaking Spanish. And they need to be provided, you know, information. They need to be provided promotional materials and information about the university in the language that they are comfortable understanding and speaking so that they can help that student make the informed decision. First, Christine, I want to give you some huge props because it's not easy to sit back and listen when it comes to market research. We're marketers, we're active people. A lot of times we want to jump in. It's not easy to sit back and get that other perspective. So I really admire your approach and how you've developed a better understanding of the Hispanic audience and and how we can all serve them. When I think about family, that's actually something that came up in my um, dissertation research. So family, and we often think of the parent role as informational, you know, and helping the student navigate. But what I found in my research is that they didn't just seek advice and information from family members, they actually sought validation. And I'm going to guess that that is a really strong sense in this audience as well, that they're not just looking for their parents to help them perhaps or be a support to them, but they're looking for affirmation and validation about what they're choosing for their future. So I have to think that validation and affirmation are also really important facets with this audience. Yeah, I would completely agree. Like I said, this is a family decision. And, you know, we talk about validation, right? One of the things that we found was the students, the current students and the recent alumni at NJIT or whatever institution, you know, you're putting this into practice with is that is validating your message. So we're looking at that in similar ways. We have these student success stories that are validating our message and that the parent is using to then help the student make that decision and help them validate their own decisions. Interesting. So that there's one, we're already getting into some effective ways to reach this audience. So one is using your alumni and your students almost as influencers to showcase what's possible. So outcomes must be really important here. I mean, they're important for all audiences, but was that one of your findings here too? Yes, definitely. I think that, you know, student success stories, the students at the institution at the time and the students that are recent alumni or, you know, alumni in general, that is your best brand ambassadors. And it's even better when the students represent the target audience that you're talking to at the time. So how else? What are some of the other ways that you're finding you can effectively really connect and engage with this audience? 
Sure. So I think that as marketers, it is drilled into our head that we need to meet audiences where they already are, right? Big theme. (laughs) We're going to be on TikTok. This is no different for any emerging markets or populations that you want to reach. But we need to be mindful on how we're doing it. If we are going to advertise on a Spanish-speaking publication or show, then we better make sure that the creative is in Spanish. If we're going to produce Spanish language brochures, then let's make sure our call to action on those brochures or those ads lead to a Spanish landing page, right? So I'm not talking about hitting the Google Translate button. I'm talking about let's represent this audience that we're talking to by having a student success story that is a Hispanic student. And that success story is going to be in Spanish if that's the driver that got them there. If we are asking parents to come to an open house or an event, and we're asking them in Spanish, there better be a uh, person there that is going to provide a tour for them or be able to answer questions in the language that they're most comfortable with, right? So how have you made this happen? That sounds not like the easiest thing to do to make sure you're pulling that thread through and having it in Spanish, in person, and in all of your materials. Worth it, obviously. Because one, it's the right thing to do, right? Just morally, this is the right thing to do. But two, such an important audience. So what are some ways that you've figured out how to do this? So I would say that this this really started from our leadership. They made diversity a big point, a big objective. We are located in Newark, New Jersey. It's consistently ranked one of the most diverse um, cities in the nation. We are a minority serving institution. So we do have to thank our leadership for instilling that. And I would say that we also need to, we worked with so many departments, especially our admissions office, because we do have marketing and admissions a little bit separated. We worked with our admissions office to make sure that they were equally as prepared for this because we want these students to have an authentic experience, right? We can't just say, you know, come here and, and that's it. We need to make sure that when they are here, their experience here is the same as the message that we're advertising to them. Well, and this is word of mouth, right? So if the experience doesn't match to the message, we're going to have negative word of mouth out there, right? If the experience of the Hispanic student is a great one, they're going to tell everybody how great it is. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I believe that our touch points, our multi-channel touch points, that's all feeding off of our in-person experience and our word of mouth, right? And that's in any target audience that you're trying to reach. It's true. But I think what I really love about what you've all done at NJIT is this is not a marketing initiative. This is really, it's a mission initiative. It's an experience initiative. It's something that the college as a whole values. And therefore the marketing is showcasing what the college values. It's not the reverse. The reverse, I think, can end up feeling inauthentic. Yeah, I agree 100%. You know, this has to be 
intentional. Exactly. We, we don't, we're not just trying to market to them or get them to apply, but we want them to come to have a great experience and graduate and then go do great things. That's how we change the world, right? That's why I host this podcast. So we can all do better. So we can, so our colleges can do a better job of that. So what are some of the marketing and communication strategies or the tools that you have all implemented that have been really successful, that they're proven successful? So as a marketer, I think that is really the fun part, right? Like I said, we are located in Newark. It's a very diverse city. We're in a minority serving institution. And so our leadership team put diversity at the forefront. So when we talk about marketing strategies, recently NJIT partnered with the folks at the College Tour to produce a television episode for their new show, The College Tour Espanol. Shameless plug, it can currently be seen on Roku and YouTube, and it'll be on Amazon Prime in 2024. But the college tour in Espanol is comprised of 10 segments that feature students, alumni, faculty, and everyone featured in there is Hispanic and they do speak Spanish and they talk about their authentic experience at NJIT in Spanish. And so, yeah, it, it was it was a big ordeal to put on. It was really worth it. And for our marketing, this recruitment cycle, we used this as a launching pad. So from it, we created video ads and audio ads, either promoting the college tour in Espanol so they can watch that directly or using that as promotion for why students should come to NJIT. Better yet, we created great relationships with each of the students, the alumni or faculty that participated in the show. Uh, we worked with SHEP, which is the Society for Hispanic Professional Engineers, to have a launch party for the NJIT community. So they were all able to see that college tour and Espanol episode before it went live to the public. SHEP is also going to be playing this at NJIT's open house for parents and prospects, all in Spanish. NJIT is also on Univision, Telemundo. We have Spanish audio placements. We have podcast sponsorships, radio, our Spanish-speaking admissions counselors participated in the Univision's virtual college fair. NJT also has a partnership with the New York Red Bulls. They're located right next to campus. They're a great partner. We do, uh, we do audio ads on their podcasts, both in Spanish and English. And then we also have an out-of-home campaign in Spanish and English right around their stadium to really try to capitalize on both our partnership and that audience. These are obviously just like a few highlights that come to mind of just rattling them off to you, but I can shout out some more as they come to me. Yeah, but what I love about your approach is how multi-layered it is, how you're actually incorporating. It's not just about doing the same ads, the same campaign, but putting it in Spanish. You're really thinking about where your audience is, what do they like, you know, football, who doesn't love football, soccer here in America. Sorry, I just recently watched the um, David Beckham documentary on Netflix, so I'm calling it football now. But anyway. Football is life. But football <laughs> is life. And, and, and football is often an important sport in Hispanic families. So it's you're, you're really thinking all the way around this. And how did you get there? Because this is a really integrated approach to this there's a lot of moving pieces how how did you begin where did you start from yeah and i i think i should just add that we do a lot of 
English ads as well to our Hispanic student population and their families, right? It's, it's where it makes sense to do the Spanish speaking, but we're also heavily using them in our English ads because they are our students. We are representing our student body. So where did we get started? I mean, obviously, as marketers, we know that everything should be multi-touch, multi-channel, right? So, but we really started from within, I would say. So I think that, you know, you need to meet with other departments that are involved in the recruitment and retention process and make sure that the message meets the deliverables, right? I will say that one of the things we did is we looked at our assets as a team and what we, who we had that, that spoke Spanish, the market research that we were able to come up with. We talked to the students, right? Before we decided to do the college tour, um, I was a little nervous because we would be editing a video and everything that wasn't in English and I didn't speak, I didn't speak Spanish. So Plus, it's a big investment, so you want to make sure that it's the right investment for the audience you're trying to reach, right? Of course, yes, it's a big investment, especially you know, especially for higher ed. It's a big, it's a big investment for us. It was, and we wanted to make sure that it was worth our while, right, and worth the ROI. And I think that we met with students who basically told us not just that they would be interested in watching this or that their parents and grandparents would be interested in watching this, but that, yes, like my, my grandmother does, she is involved in the college decision process, right? We were able to validate those ideas and thoughts that we had and everyone's experience, not that they were the same because everyone's experience is different, but having all that information together helped us to make informed, intentional decisions. I will say that from our team, this would not have been possible without our social media coordinator and a writer that we had in our department who were fluent Spanish speakers who understood this audience, and they were instrumental to these initiatives. Huge having Spanish language speakers right on the team. That's that's amazing. It is. And they were not hired as Spanish speaking you know, to do just Spanish speaking, one is our social media coordinator. She was do she's doing everything else as well. That's just something that she brought to the table. And we're so thankful for that because it would not have been possible or even just to get her insight. Right. Yeah, that's really cool. And I love how you've built in these audience feedback loops. That's one of my that's one of my things that I just love. Whoever you're trying to target, you've got to get their feedback. And it's not just, I think a lot of times we jump to the creative. What is the picture? What's the words? That kind of thing. And that's what we get feedback on. But you are all getting feedback really at a higher level, almost at the strategy about how, how do we approach this, which I think is really important for a campaign like this. Yeah, it definitely it definitely is. I think that at, you know, at the premiere event, we had someone for the college for an Espanol premiere event we had on campus. I had someone come up to me from a different audience and she was telling me all these ideas that she had of where to put this or where to do that or where her family, you know, gets news spread. And I'm like, yes, please give that to me. Can you put that in an email? Because I'm not going to remember it, but please give it to me. Yeah. But just being open to other ideas that 
maybe we're, we're doing something great right now, but it's not the end all be all. And to get everybody's feedback and keep refining from there, that's something that's sometimes difficult to do in higher ed. You know, we, we sometimes press rewind or replay on things rather than look at it from that perspective. I think it's difficult probably in, in any. Yeah, industry. that's true. That's true to be fair. Yeah. And things are changing nonstop, right? I think that actually like you, what we should do a little bit more speaking, you know, more from personal experience is taking the time to reflect a little bit more on everything that we're doing and be able to see those performance metrics and see, see what's working, see what's not being open to changing different things. Which is hard because we're all so busy and we're just flying at the next to-do item, right? But that's that's a really good point to take a step back and hear from your audience, look at the data. So you guys have been doing this on a really high level for a bit of time. Are there lessons learned or insights gained from your experience that could help the rest of us higher ed marketers? So I was thinking about this, right? And I think that my team will tell you that my word for the year, right now we're in October, right? But my word for the year was intentional. I made a big point of saying that everything we should do should be with intention. Maybe that is because, like we said before, we have so much on our plate. So we never go back to reflect and review and see what is what is working, what isn't. But this year, we were much more intentional with our marketing efforts. And I believe that Hispanic marketing and recruitment for Hispanic students, that was very much an intentional effort university-wide. And I'm really grateful for the leadership, for everyone that was able to um, put that intention into action. What advice would you give to hired marketers who are looking to start some of these strategies, who are looking to engage with and connect with the Hispanic families, where do we start? I would probably say, and I think we touched on this a little bit, but to listen, right? I would say to gather your coworkers, your peers, your students, your faculty, your alumni, everyone's going to want to say something anyway, right? So you might as well take them and listen. And we all have opinions, right? And so, but really listening to their responses, we are all working towards the same goal to better the university, to provide a better learning experience for our students. So talking with our peers, the current students, the recent alumni, and getting their feedback and seeing how you can use that to start to come up with a marketing strategy, that is the authentic experience that should be continuous, that should be made to last. So I love to end my episodes by asking, okay, what's the first step, even if it's the tiniest little thing, because we talk about big topics. This is a big topic connecting with an audience that maybe you might not be connecting with right now. NJIT is, they're doing a great job. If you want to go check out all the things they're doing, they've sort of provided a good framework or a good model to start thinking about. And I think you've sort of just answered what this first step is. The first step is to go listen. So would you say, end this podcast, walk out your office. If you have a Hispanic colleague, if you have a Hispanic student that you know, and just start asking them about how we can better connect? Do you think that would be a great first step? I think that would be a 
great first step. Just listening, right? Listening and getting their feedback and then coming up with a marketing strategy or even just the marketing goals altogether. Yeah, and you can start small, I'm sure. Where where did you start in terms of actual tactics of a marketing campaign? Because you guys run these really multifaceted, all these layers this campaign. Was there a place where you started? Was there a specific ad campaign? Was there a platform? Where did you start? I distinctly remember before we decided to do, this is not where we started, but before we decided to do the college tour, I distinctly remember having a student in the office and asking them, do you think that this is a good idea? Would your family appreciate this? Would they be better for watching this? Would they want to watch this? And they said yes. And then a few others said yes. And I think that the more people that said yes and contributed to ideas, that's how we got our answer. All right. So it might not be the college tour for the rest of us. Maybe it will be. But whatever we think it is to go ask, is it a good idea? I love it. (laughs) I feel like we just ended with the beginning. Full circle. Full circle. (laughs) Christina, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your expertise on this crucial topic. It's really been incredibly insightful. Thank you so much for having me, Allison. And for everyone who's tuning in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss great advice and great insights from experts like Christina. The application is part of the Enrollify Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month and we've got a plethora of marketing, enrollment, and higher ed tech shows that are jam-packed stories, ideas, and frameworks, all designed to empower you to be a better higher ed professional. Our shows help higher ed marketers and admissions professionals find their next big idea. And they feature a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. Learn from Jamie Hunt, Seth O'Dell, Day Kibbles, Jeremy Tears, and so many other of your favorite higher ed leaders. And Rollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered all-in-one student engagement platform, helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, and engaging interactions with students. Learn more at element451.com. <laughs>